You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. It was 2019, and I was sitting in an auditorium in Whistler, British Columbia, uh, when Greg Glassman was giving an amazing lecture. Uh, First off, it was my first time ever listening to him speak in person. For those that don't know, Greg Glassman was the creator of CrossFit. I've read and watched almost every article in the CrossFit journal, uh, but my first time hearing and, and seeing him speak in person, that that was something else. Now, it was amazing just to be around all of these. So it was for, a, a if you were an affiliate owner for 10 plus years, you were invited to this amazing weekend retreat. And one of the treats was a lecture by Greg Glassman. And the whole thing was amazing. But one of the things, one of the key points that stuck out to me that he talked about was the five buckets of death. I know that sounds super morbid, but it provides a lot of insight into what we're doing and where we're really focusing on, uh, not just as a society, but in our healthcare. And so these five buckets of death, each bucket represents a way that will eventually lead to our demise. They're going to kill us. The buckets are, the first one is chronic. And chronic is things like stroke, uh, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and hypertension. Next is microbic. Microbic are things like Ebola and the infamous COVID-19 Uh, H1N1 and malaria. There's genetic, things like hemophilia, sickle cell, and cystic fibrosis. Kinetic, these are things like where you're moving and then all of a sudden you're not, like a car crash or a fall and even gunshots. And then the last one of the buckets of death is toxic. And these are things like snake bites uh, or poisoning. Now, Let's, let's do a little mind or a thought experiment here. Of those five buckets, which buckets kill the most people? I bet it won't take long for you to figure out it's the chronic disease bucket. It actually results in over 80% of deaths. And it also utilizes 86% of our healthcare costs as a country. There's another neat divide here. The chronic disease bucket is on the preventable side, whereas the other four buckets, the microbic, genetic, kinetic, and toxic, are all on the not as controllable, not willful anyway. So we all have in our arsenal three tools to combat the largest bucket of death. Nutrition, sleep, and exercise. 
Now, nutrition, sleep, and exercise won't directly help you survive a car crash, although being stronger might help. Nutrition, sleep, and exercise won't prevent you from being bitten by a poisonous snake. But you might recover faster. But you can be damn sure that nutrition, sleep, and exercise will help your hypertension, will help you with heart disease. It will help you potentially survive a stroke or two, as was the case with my own mother. The doctor said, you wouldn't be here today if you weren't doing all the things that you're doing, eating well, working out, getting adequate sleep. Nutrition, sleep, and exercise has the largest effect on that chronic disease bucket. This is, that's part one. Part two is what about mental health? We often talk about fitness, nutrition, sleep, but what about mental health? Well, having a lack of mental health is really like pouring gasoline into that chronic disease bucket. Our mental health and mental well-being it plays a crucial role in our overall health and can significantly impact our risk of developing these chronic diseases. Things like stress, anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues can have profound effects on our physical health. And that can lead to increased inflammation, hormonal imbalances, weakened immune systems, and even unhealthy behaviors like poor eating and lack of exercise. So just as nutrition, sleep, and exercise are essential for combating chronic disease, taking care of our mental health is equally important. It's helpful. It's not just helpful, it's almost, it's critical to engage in activities that promote your mental well-being. And this can be things like practicing mindfulness or meditation, even seeking therapy or counseling and maintaining healthy relationships with those around you, whether that's at home or at work. Also pursuing hobbies and interests, things that kind of get you out of the routine of the day-to-day stress and struggles of life. And all those can contribute to reducing your risk of chronic disease, or at least not put as much gasoline on that in that bucket. So by addressing your mental health, it doesn't only have direct benefits to your overall overall well-being, but can also indirectly impact your ability to maintain a healthy lifestyle. When we're mentally well, we are more likely to make better choices with regards to our nutrition and prioritizing exercise and also getting adequate amounts of sleep. Also, mental health support and coping mechanisms can help us navigate and manage the stressors and challenges that may arise. And again, that reduces that impact that chronic diseases can have on our lives. So just as Greg Glassman highlighted the importance of nutrition, sleep, and exercise, it's also critical to recognize and prioritize mental health. It's really an integral part of our overall health and well-being. And by addressing mental health, alongside the other pillars of health, 
we can better equip ourselves to combat the chronic disease epidemic and lead a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.